Hello everybody, this is Matthew from the Editing Room. Thank you for listening to Creek Times. Just a little disclaimer, the next two episodes you're about to listen to are guest episodes. We're obviously very new at this and we're just sort of dipping our toe into the water, so to speak. <laughs> but we think it's a lot of good stuff. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> Thanks, Michael. Anyway, sit back and relax and we hope you enjoy. Thanks for listening. You're listening to Creek Times the only Dawson's Creek podcast. Enjoy. Eileen! Eileen! Yes? Eileen! <laughs> Eileen? I l- Here I am. Eileen! Is- She's still on the subway. Is that you on the streets of New I York? Am- Trapped. <laughs> I fell in a well. No, uh. What? In New York? I wouldn't question it. New York has everything. I fell, I fell in a manhole. <laughs> I was just getting a pail of water in New York. And... What are you, a peasant from the Midwest? <laughs> a lady's caught in a well. No, uh. <laughs> Let's step out of our New York bubble for a second and go to another uh, New England town, Cape Side. And uh, mm-hmm. welcome to the Dawson's Creek podcast. This episode is going to be a complete mess because we <laughs> let someone else in on our on our perfect trio. This is Eileen. This is Bridget's sister. Hello, Eileen. Thank you so much for having me. Um, hello, Michael. <laughs> I feel I feel like we're really hitting the big time having our first guest on the show. Eileen is is host of uh, I Eileen on Me, a great podcast. Um, <laughs> it's a self help podcast. That's right. Oh, I thought it was just going to be about Lean on Me, but well, they they mostly talk about that. It's in the prism of that movie. Mm-hmm. And and for people who don't know, Lean on Me is the movie where Morgan Freeman. Um, Usually, who talks in a very calming, soothing voice. <laughs> Instead, in this movie, he screams on the top of his lungs! <laughs> and he, he brings poor little boys up to the tops of roofs and says, Jump off! <laughs> you smoke crack, don't you? <laughs> that's kind of that's the kind of advice that Eileen will, is giving in her podcast. Well, it's, it's it's the first thing. Get up there and scream. It's the first the first thing she confronts, you know, her listeners with is, do they smoke crack? And it, it helps because that's really the first crucial question you should be asking yourself. <laughs> And if you're not, if you're not smoking crack, maybe look into it. I, I don't know. Like maybe you could be smoking crack. Yeah, sometimes you know, there's not there's not a uh, you know across the board solution for all patients. Sometimes you should add a little crack in your life. <laughs> and just remember, it's, it's a it's not a crack house. It's a crack home. <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite lines. Favorite lines from The Onion, yes. Why? Well, uh, in addition to other favorite lines, am I right? Oh, of boy. cocaine, you mean? Like, <laughs> like, like drug lines. Yes. Matthew, very oh. New York. You're like Jen Lindley. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah. I've dressed just like her. So, guys, what are we? What are we going to be talking about today? I, I kind of. 
we talked about it a couple episodes ago. And I think, Eileen, you've really wanted to be, you really wanted us to talk about the scene, the pivotal scene in season one where Dawson has to kiss a horrifying rubber mask. Um, okay, yeah. How did that scene even, like, make it onto TV? (laughs) (laughs) And why wasn't the show canceled after that? Uh... (laughs) Well, thank God it wasn't. There is so there, there is so much going on in this scene. So for viewers at home who haven't seen it, let me set the stage. So <laughs> Dawson enters the room where his father Mitch is wearing this like beautiful pair of glasses, and his shirt is is literally holding on by a seam, trying not to tear under the bulk of the, of the creatinine cream. <laughs> Dawson then asks to borrow his camcorder. Mitch allows this as long as Dawson takes the tape out, which implies that it's a sex tape of him and Gail. Oh which, my god. <laughs> which we've all had this moment growing up, I'm sure. All, all <laughs> of us. This is normal. <laughs> um, so, so meanwhile, Dawson is also holding this horrifying mannequin head, which is supposed to look like Joey for their horror movie that they're shooting. And uh, for, for whatever reason, Dawson decides to ask Mitch, Mitch now for advice about kissing because he's really worried about having to kiss Jen, you know, for the first time. And Mitch has like this wild look of anticipation as if he's been waiting for Dawson to ask him this question his whole life. And you know it's serious because he takes off his glasses. <laughs> uh, it's like he got glasses specifically just so he could take them off in that scene. <laughs> I, I really think that happened because he does not wear glasses the rest of the no, time. No, he does. So, there are, yeah, oh, there does? are other times he wears. But Bridget, you forgot about all the times he doesn't. And doesn't oh, that really outweigh the fact that right. he Right. Yeah, yes. Good point, Michael. <laughs> anyway, I'm, so, I'm sorry Bridget interrupted you, Matthew. G- go ahead. No, no, that's fine. That's fine. So, so, uh, so basically Mitch starts talking about his first kiss with Gail and he goes on this, this long diatribe about how the feeling of the chapstick like on his lips and something about doing something with your bottom lip. It's so weird. But meanwhile, Joey has once again like barged in through the upstairs window. Uh, to, to hear she's, this she's right, like Kramer right during this conversation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dawson, what's going on here? <laughs> I'm intrigued. <laughs> um, so she's sitting on the balcony watching this conversation unfold. And so all of a sudden things take either a beautiful or a horrifying turn, depending on your perspective. Uh, as, Mitch, as Mitch grabs the mannequin head and tells Dawson to kiss it. <laughs> <laughs> Having not seen this episode in a while, I am loving this, this image of... I just imagine Mitch, Mitch just like forcing the mannequin head into his face. <laughs> it was he. He basically does. <laughs> I was like actually working on a a project, and so I like was focused on that, but like listening to the show, and just like listening to Dawson and his dad talk about it, it was just like. Were you making a paper mache <laughs> head of your husband? <laughs> well, actually, yeah, so I can practice because you know for those when long nights just, when he's know. when he's out working on the docks. When he's out, you know, <laughs> yeah. Um, hey, it's 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 important that your first kiss is is really good in your within your first like two years of marriage. Your first kiss <laughs> after being married for multiple years is very important. It's a big build up. Big build up. It is. <laughs> so I I like didn't actually like. I like listened to the scene, which was nauseating, 
Um, <laughs> but I just imagine like Dawson's dad just like smashing Dawson's face up against this thing, and he's like, "Figure it out." <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna you're, you're gonna kiss this till you're blue in the face. <laughs> yeah. More, more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah I, I, was, I was hoping it would be like it would be like uh, Kurt Russell's scene from Miracle, where he like keeps on having the hockey team go again, <laughs> again. Dad, I can't do it anymore. <laughs> I'm, I'm sick and tired of hearing about what a great pair of lips the Soviets have. <laughs> Screw them. You know, uh, after we won that tournament, uh, they started making dream themes. No, I always found that kind of ironic because we rarely ever found the dream. (laughs) Now, now, isn't there, wasn't there a deleted scene where Mitch took kind of like, took the mask part off of the Joey head and then put it over his own face? Because he was like, (laughs) he's like, it doesn't have a tongue. He doesn't have a tongue. Let me, help me. Here, you can practice. It's not me. It's the mask. Dawson, come here. Let me help you. <laughs> but the other thing that should be said is that, like, while while this is all happening, uh, Joey has like this look in her eye where she's just like starting to envision herself as being the, that horrifying rubber mannequin head at that moment, wishing that she could switch its places. With well, her. can you blame and, her? Can you blame her? <laughs> I, I, I I suppose you can. <laughs> um, but the pivotal the, the pivotal moment is here. Mitch is looking way too excited about this. Joey looks like she's going to go into cardiac arrest. And Dawson is looking goofy as hell with his season one hair. <laughs> and <laughs> oh, the hair. The hair. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but, he, but he did finally just plan a big smackaroo on there. And, and guys, I stood up. I paused the video and I clapped. I clapped. It was, it was beautiful. It was beautiful acting right there. When I was thinking about this, I, I honestly don't. I don't know if Mitch saw this as like a actually a warm moment between a father and a son. I just think he wanted to see if Dawson would actually do it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Gail, guess what I got Dawson to do? <laughs> um, well, I'm, I'm, I've I never just... been more attracted to you, Mitch. <laughs> and, and, and Gail's going to like lead the news with that <laughs> that night. Bridget, what were you going to say? Today at home. <laughs> um, I was going to say, I, I'm just wondering from uh, Matthew and Michael's perspective, uh, what was it like when your dads asked you to kiss dolls? <laughs> my, my, Michael, you go first. Well, uh, my dad knows that I'm like that I'm a really big movie nerd and that I love you know on set props. So he had actually found the Joey head from Dawson's Creek oh. for me to practice on, and you know it, it was moving first of all that he had gone to such lengths and there, there's it's the kind of thing that I hope that it's the kind of experience I hope that I can have with my son. And that's mm-hmm. why I, that's why I kept the head. I think that's beautiful. I really think that's beautiful. Good. Thank you. You 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 kind of got you kind of got off lucky, man, because like when when this happened with my dad and I, we were like in a wax museum, <laughs> and like my dad made me kiss every single head in the wax, museum. <laughs> even like Herbert Hoover, and it got really awkward when I got. Yeah, like Humphrey Bogart and like Herbert Hoover, and just like even the even the male ones. And, it was uh, helpful that he did the voices though too. You were telling me about that. <laughs> Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just put your lips together and blow. That's how you kiss. <laughs> so, so formative experiences. So from, from the female perspective, though, is there, is there a similar type of, of mother-daughter bonding event? And before we go on, Michael, are you there? 
Oh no, Michael has left the chat. He's probably making out with his Joey. Yeah, that's probably what he's he probably doing. got he probably got so turned on by us bringing he's up. Like I forgot about that, and I just I have to find convenient. Her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's okay. back. Okay, I think I should be back in. Woo! Woo! All right. Were you making out with your Joey doll? Um, I yeah, I was gonna take a little breather there. <laughs> um. <laughs> Come up for air. <laughs> Ooh, you, you dog. <laughs> hey, pucker up, doll face. Uh-huh. Uh, anyway. But before before Michael cut out there, uh, Bridget Eileen, is there a similar mother daughter type of bonding experience like this? Uh, you know, Matthew, uh, much like Joey, I think Eileen and I found ourselves on the observational end of um, mm-hmm. just going and watching people. Doesn't matter if it was in the park, if people were in the car, or it was, you know, <laughs> you just but it, just sitting there with my my head on my hands, like just staring at people in public. <laughs> And I was told that's acceptable behavior. Yes. You know? Yes. Um. <laughs> it was, again, a formative time for us, and we learned a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can yeah. somebody backtrack and tell me again what Joey's point of view in this scene is? What, I, I, I missed that somehow. She, 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 has, she is staring from the balcony, uh, watching them in secret, and envisioning herself as being the rubber head. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Dawson, looking like the serial killer he probably is, um, oh, <laughs> she can be that. Uh, <laughs> he just has this vibe about him. I, I don't know. <laughs> Go on. What do you what, what, what? <laughs> explains? <laughs> just his angstiness, like the way he acts around. It, mm, just get that vibe. <laughs> In the last episode, we were talking about um, Abby's Abby Morgan's psychopathy. I, I wonder if. There's something about there's something in the water at Cape Side that you know Ooh. breeds that kind of. There's uh, something in the water in Cape Side. <laughs> <laughs> something something about Dawson Leary. He does have those eyes like a porcelain doll. It, well, he he's mm-hmm. like they're very. Um, there doesn't seem to be a lot going on when he's looking at a person. He doesn't seem to be in, engaging with them. That's my. That's what it looks like to me. <laughs> It's like he does and doesn't look like he's cross-eyed at any given moment. <laughs> like the way that the way the way that he he visualizes a target or visualizes a person is like it's like crosses his eye. Chin, watch out! <laughs> and, it, and, it, and, it, and it's like it, it, I feel like he had like much longer hair before the show started because if you look at his season one hair, it is almost as if somebody took a guillotine to the back of his head <laughs> and just like made a straight cut i mean it's just like it's rough it's, it's pretty rough they said we have to do something different in season two what can we do and they said tease the hell out of his ladies, the ladies will love it <laughs> well it, it's not like every guy doesn't go through that in high school i mean you guys remember your junior year teasing the hell out of your bangs yeah <laughs> Do you think Dawson's mom like comes in every morning and like teases his hair? Surely, because her bangs mirror his. Yeah, she she's kind of she seems to be an expert on bangs. You know, she she kind of looks <laughs> like the uh, the dog, the prison dog from Lady and the Tramp, who sings the song. <laughs> He's a tramp. <laughs> Looking 
bad. Looking back, I, I'm starting to feel really bad for Dawson because not only is like his dad making him kiss this rubber puppet, but he also has like he also has like these conversations like with his mom and while they they're both laying down in bed next to each they're other. always in his bed together. Like, uh, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Yeah, I I think I think they were trying to like do a Dawson's really connected with his mom. Like this is a guy who loves his mom and it's like how much does he love her? <laughs> it doesn't work because <laughs> Dawson looks like he's the same age as his dad. <laughs> they could be competing for roles, yes. So it's just like <laughs> But, you know, not, not since Casablanca have I seen such a powerful, loving kiss like mm. that. Well, so, yeah. you, I mean, um, not since your kiss at the Wax Museum with the Humphrey Bogart. Right, yeah. The one, the one, with, the, the one with Humphrey Bogart was, was pretty yeah, good, yeah. Um, I must say. <laughs> <laughs> Eileen, Eileen, how did you start watching the show? Was it because of Bridget? Well, I had actually watched this, like, years ago when it first okay. was on Netflix. Oh, <laughs> I thought you meant like when it actually came out. I thought you were going to say the WB. I, I remember way back when, when it, when it first showed up on Netflix. <laughs> I do remember watching it, like episodes of it. I remember watching it like with our older sisters and our mom. And like the episode that really sticks out to me the most, and I like still kind of rage about this, is um, the prom episode. Their senior prom, whatever season that is. Are, are you talking about when they're on the boat? When they're... Yeah, okay. Yeah, and my sisters were, like, really excited for this prom episode. And then, like, we get to it and, like, Joey wears her hair in a ponytail to prom. And I remember everybody in the room being so outraged by this. <laughs> <laughs> and that just, like, that just, like, really stuck with me. And then when it was added to Netflix way back when, uh, <laughs> I was like, I gotta watch this show. And yeah, I, I remember the newspapers back when that episode came out because like there was a big headline about like the Enron scandal, but then right yeah, underneath and then Joey's it was hair. right underneath it was the ponytail. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah like how 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 dare she? Um, I don't. It was just weird that that like scene really stuck with me, and I was like, oh my god. But like, how do, how did you incorporate that scene in your life after that? I, I mean, I was determined to wear a ponytail to prom because you wanted to be cool like Joey. Cause I was like, that is the look. Oh, I just got a really, I just got a really uncomfortable thought. Were there like a lot of younger people like who wanted to be like Joe yeah. or to be like Jim? Yeah, the, um, they were. Yeah, like they were like teen idols. Yeah, they were it girls, especially Katie Holmes. Well, but like, but like in terms of fashion or like in terms of personality. <laughs> no, like uh, both. Like the clothes, because they were. You can find a lot of like photo shoots that they did and stuff. Everything that they're wearing on Dawson's Creek is trendy, and like mm-hmm. Katie Holmes is just considered to be like the all American. Like that's what you'd want to look like if you were a teenage girl. Like down to earth. Like you can afford that look. Like you can be like Katie yeah. Holmes. Well, the, the the look I understand, but like the personalities. Yeah, I, oh, I mean, everybody started kind of like moving their mouth to the side. Yeah. And like... <laughs> it was a whole thing. Um, but yeah, I, I speaking think they... like a flounder. Their <laughs> mm-hmm. eyes I do think just they slowly move to the side her. of their head. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Katie Holmes, you're lovely. Dawson, because <laughs> she she grows into like. I just can't wait for you guys to get to the college years. But she does grow into a very likable character. 
eventually. Yeah, she kind of she's kind of mean right now. I don't want to skip ahead, but I just but then I I kind of I kind of do want to. <laughs> Michael, um, you're bad. <laughs> oh, how about this? If you if you had been a teenager, would this have been your kind of show? Yeah. But but like ironically or unironically? It just I don't know, to fill the time when like Buffy isn't on. <laughs> okay. Like because I don't know, I'm trying to think I I'm worried that I might have related so much to Dawson at that time that I would have incorporated lessons from the show in my life. I didn't watch this show growing up, and I kind of wish that I had because I feel like I really would have connected to Mitch, and I might have been like a world class. I might have been a world class bodybuilder by this. <laughs> getting full. Um, I feel like it would have had probably a large grip on my imagination because I thought, you know, like you watch your older siblings and you think like so many cool dramatic things are happening with them. And so to be able to watch a TV show that was demonstrating that and like Dawson's Creek does hold off on a lot of elements for a while. Like the characters actually having sex there, there's a lot of talk of it, but they're not actually engaging in it. So I feel like that's, pretty realistic and um i would have just gathered an idea of like what it would be to be like an older kid from i probably would have admired joey you know what i'll just say it i would have thought joey was cool so <laughs> i like when i watch it, i'm like well i wish i would have been a teenager in the 90s like no social media mm-hmm. like i mean people were like jack's storyline people were pretty freaking cruel but like you kind of just doing your thing Although, I want to know how... I know the town's not huge, but <laughs> how do they just find each other? Like, there's a scene where Pacey and um, Andy are fighting, and he's, like, down on the docks. And she just happens to find him there. And it's like, A, how were you looking? Or was that, like, the first place you looked? Like, what if he hadn't been there? <laughs> Yeah, like, oh, I really okay, want okay. in the show to have a dramatic moment where like Joey is running towards Pacey and the Pacey, Pacey, and he's he's not there though. <laughs> it turns out she does that many times throughout the day. She does that every night, and that's just the moment where he he ended up being there. <laughs> or unless there's like maybe they had a conversation where he's like, "This is my sad place, and I'll be down by the water." <laughs> Oh, there's Abby Morgan. (laughs) (laughs) There's her floating corpse. (laughs) I think this is an excellent opportunity to talk about my most hated and also the most crucial episode of season two, which is that wedding episode. Let's do it, please. Because it's a confluence of so many plots and they are thrown together in the most um, haphazard, ham-fisted way. Uh, I, I can't even, it's so hard to tease apart all the crap that is just wasted. It's all wasted. All of these dramatic points. Um, does anyone, how did that even come about? Whose wedding was that? Does anyone remember? So it was, it was Bessie's friend's wedding. So like, I don't even know if Bessie was like a guest at this wedding. Maybe her friend was like, hey, like, I know I didn't invite you, but can you like cater my wedding? (laughs) 
I I love that. Bessie, Bessie and Bodie have been banished to the shadow realm at this point. We don't see much of them. Yeah, I was like, oh yeah, you still exist. Um. <laughs> okay, I guess because their dad is back. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so the episode before her dad, Joey's dad, has finally come back from prison, and like, and instead of, and there's tons of other things happening too. Um, you know. Jack is, I think Jack has pronounced himself being gay at this point, and Andy's... <laughs> the way you phrase that. <laughs> okay, fine. I know, he... was... Okay, can we just talk about, like... <laughs> I declare gay! How that just, <laughs> that honestly just came out of, like, left field. They're like, and now you're gay. And it's like, okay, like, fine, whatever, but, like... Where, where did that come you from? You could have, like... I... A... Yeah, they could have, like, alluded to that, like, a little bit. Well, okay. I think, well, we we discussed it in an earlier podcast. I think the writers were going back and forth on what they were going to do with him, and that's why it's so abrupt. They should have made Dawson gay, honestly. <laughs> um, that would have just solved a lot of problems. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because as Pacey said last night on the episode we were watching, do you know what it's like to be in the periphery of you two? You guys can't get anything figured out. And uh, mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, that that would have solved a lot. Yeah. So so here here's how it starts. It's the concept, yeah, some random person that we haven't even met before is having a wedding. But the entire town is invited. The entire town's invited mm-hmm. and like uh Bessie and Joey and her dad are now catering the wedding and roping in um their friends to to help with it. And you know, fine for for an episode, but they you know, for an episode of hijinks and stuff like that, but they decide to make this episode like the climax of several really important dramatic uh, through lines in the show. And it just, it's, it just, you know, destroys them completely. What do you guys think of that? Like, am I completely off base here? What's interesting is it's not even like the the finale to the season. That's what it felt like though. Yeah, it did feel Mm -hmm. like that. And so I had to, like, check. I was like, oh, is that it for this? And then I was like, oh, no, there's, like, four or five more episodes in this season. I was like, well, what else could they have? Like, are they going to break up again? Like, <laughs> there's certainly time. <laughs> there, yes. <laughs> it is, it is. I agree with Michael. It is weird that they throw all of these elements in, and have the wedding be the backdrop to it all. And like you said, a wedding of people that we do not know and do not care about. Yeah, the whole episode feels like we should have more emotions flaring up than we do and then when abby takes a tank bounces yeah when she when she bump bump bumps off yeah. the side <laughs> when she does when she does her good big goodbye um <laughs> she uh, you can't even be affected by it because so many things have been going on in the episode you're like what yeah okay what's going on <laughs> i think i think now i have a, a list of things kind of generally that are completely just vomited out in this episode we talked about joey's dad is back from prison okay um Mm -hmm. that needs a couple that needs an arc in itself but let's throw that out um let's see uh oh yeah joey and dawson get together finally again um (laughs) let's see nobody uh, cares jen i am i just want an entire show of like pacey andy and jack that's 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 all i want I could watch, like, a show, and it's just about, like, the McPhee children and, like, 
the crap they've been through. Andy and like, Pacey are the only people who have anything to do with this wedding anyway, because they're they're like, they, but they're helping the bride for some reason get like because the bride has cold feet and they're like, no, that, that's not what they're doing. They're fixing the wedding cake they're because like, Andy like with her hand, she's like, oh no, because she's like, I hate weddings, and then like accidentally hits the cake, and then Pacey gets her to her, gets her to admit like. Okay, I actually like them. They're pretty great. And then, so that's what they're I'm really glad that she could learn that in this episode, that she could openly admit she was okay with weddings. It's Right? It's like, it's not that, like, deep of a, like, okay, uh, whatever. I guess they had to, like, give them lines. But, um, and then Dawson, like, gets stuck. Meaning? With the, with the bride and she's like, I can't. Oh, yeah. She's like on the floor. She's like, I just want to die. And he's like, uh. Well, wasn't it, wasn't it Jack who came into the rescue on that one? And like talked her out of the bathroom. And Dawson's like, how'd you do that? And he's like, I don't, I don't know. I just did. <laughs> like, that's that. And then, oh, Dawson's dad is there with Dawson's like movie teacher yeah, or whatever. Like that. Who's from Twin Peaks. Yeah, um, Malin Ackerman from Twin Peaks and shows up later in Riverdale. Yeah, she's she's Dawson's screenwriting teacher. So that's the whole Gale, Mitch, blah thing. And then, of course, Abby dies. And Jen oh, has yeah, like Abby. this incredibly traumatic <laughs> Jen just jumps on top of her. And, okay, Jen's drunk. So, like, what does she think? She's, I don't know, she's like freaking out. It's like, what do you think you're going to do? You guys have been like slamming the champagne um <laughs> like i don't i don't know what was okay the actress who played abby was she in another show at the time no she was just tired of commuting across i think she was like really really far away from wilmington and it just got yeah. to be too much for great her. move on her part though because she she had such a stellar career after that yeah she she was she, in a really good show after that what was actually. what was it it's called um, Undeclared. It's like... Oh, yeah. The, uh, the Judd it's Apatow show. It's like the college show. version. Yeah, it's like the college version of Freaks and Geeks. And it's so good. It's one season, just like Freaks and Geeks. But it's like... I was reading about it today. There's like 16 people from Freaks and Geeks are on the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a Judd Apatow production. And that's kind of interesting because, uh, you know, uh, Freaks and Geeks is kind of the the better version of Dawson's Creek that was happening at about the same time, right? It was like 99 or something yeah, like that. And like, it's way more relatable to high school kids than like yes. Dawson's Creek. Because Dawson's Creek is like, these 15 year olds, for they're 15 for two seasons, which is insane. Um, as like, James Vanderbeek is really getting older. Um, mm-hmm. And they're like, always at like nightclubs and able to get drinks. And they're always like, the girls are always meeting men who are like in their thirties. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. Yeah. Instead of dealing with what about a nice, like what? What about a nice high school boy? Are there none left in this? No. Okay. Yeah, and deal, and kind of all the all the boys at least look like they're their correct age. You know, they're mm-hmm. they're like they're pretty. Especially Lindsay Weir's brother. He's like he seems very young, but he's dealing with <laughs> high school stuff. Um, it's much more realistic and. Some of the cast members and writers uh, moved. It seems like they moved from Dawson's Creek to Freaks and Geeks for mm-hmm. a little bit of time. Um, so 
maybe undeclared as like the college years of Dawson, like the better version of that. You know what? They should they should they should have just called it Freaks and Creeps. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> okay, here's here's one thing. Oh, what were you gonna say, Eileen? Oh no, I was just gonna say like, do you think that um, when people like decided to do undeclared, like, do you think they questioned if they would have to write creepy scenes where their dad is like? Showing them how to kiss. <laughs> like, is that now like a an industry like standard like question? Like, will we have to do a scene like this? So, there's probably yeah. there's probably there's probably a clause in their contract somewhere about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's my last. Bit. It's Matthew. <laughs> last bit about that. <laughs> Matthew, I'm glad you brought that up because it is known as the. Um, it, it shows up in different forms, but. In the legal world, it, it's like uh, it can show up as like the rubber doll clause. Um, <laughs> Is that what and, you've been learning at the at the bottom of your class at New York Law School? At, at, at Fordham, we just went over it, and uh, I I'm still bottom of the class, but I latched onto that concept, and I was like. <laughs> Now so you're like I can relate to I that. Said, that seems like something I just watched. I said uh, I have <laughs> seen this. I raised my hand and I said I've seen this before. And a then, plus. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Bridget, can you tell us a little bit more about Mannequin v. Massachusetts? Oh, it was a big. It was a big <laughs> case, Matthew. I don't even know if we have time for it, but frankly, it involved uh, it, much like Dawson's Creek: girl looking through window, boy being. Uh, 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 it was more forceful this time. Boy being forced into the face of the doll. And yes, yes, Michael. <laughs> and this is a real question. Mm-hmm. Um, yes or no? No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and and so and so it like look out for those contracts because sometimes employers it doesn't matter where you're working they'll slip in a rubber doll clause and you you're mm-hmm. if Dawson wanted to press charges against Mitch for you know what, later down the line <laughs> would he would he do you think he would have a case let's put our legal minds together on this I think statute of limitations is probably passed so no yeah I guess it depends on on when uh, um, speaking mm. of speaking of awkward relationships with dads. We um we never really <laughs> talked about uh, Joey and her dad at the end of season one, and then he comes back here. Like, we never really got into that. Um, not sure how much there is to get into, but it's something that's completely thrown away in this episode. Um, um yeah, cause like he comes back and he like the next day she's working at the ice house and. There are two women sitting at the table, and they're just, like so unbelievably loud about it. They're like, "He's a crack dealer. <laughs> he shouldn't be." And she's like, "Uh." And so at the wedding, it's one of those classic scenes where two characters are talking about someone, and the character that's like really raging, like the character they're talking about is like standing behind them, Always. and like, "Oh, Dad hurt me," and then later on she's like dad it's just like you can't just come back into this town like the way it was before and he's like okay so instead of wearing his chef's garb 
He's like, I'm going to go put on a suit. That'll help me blend in. Yeah, low key. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> unless you put like a bag over your head or a rubber mask. Um, <laughs> yeah, the, the, the thing is, he puts on the suit because for the specific reason of having a dance with his daughter, who was still wearing an apron. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that billowing white, like, tucked shirt. <laughs> like he's Austin Powers. And I'm like, you, sir, you're not blending in. Like, they see your face. They know, they know yeah, you yeah. Are. The, the problem, the problem is you. It's not your clothes. That was never the problem. Yeah, like, no, nobody has anything against a chef. They, they're like, you were dealing drugs to our community. Yeah, that's the problem. Is you smoke crack, don't you? And, <laughs> and then Joey throws him off a roof. She's like, Daddy, every time, like, a dad comes onto the scene, like, before the girls say anything, like, Chris was watching with me last night, I'm like, they're going to say Daddy. And every time, like, <laughs> like when Andy and ja- we didn't even talk about Andy and Jack's dad coming back, and she's like, Daddy, and then Joey does the same thing, Daddy, and it's like, you can't say that, like. <laughs> you can't say that. <laughs> That's just a rule. You can't say like, that. Na- <laughs> It doesn't mean. Eileen, I think that I think that's rather judgmental because that I have heard Matthew and Michael on many occasions address their fathers as such. So I think you owe them an apology. That is not true. My my dad has never permitted me to to call him anything but the Colonel. (laughs) (laughs) The Colonel or Sir. (laughs) Sir Daddy. Colonel Daddy. (laughs) Father Daddy. (laughs) Father Daddy Colonel. (laughs) With Abby Morgan, I can't help but think of the gag from the Naked Gun where a person has fallen off the dock and later there's a chalk outline floating in the water. (laughs) It was just like... I understand, like, want, you're, like, done with the show. You don't want to be there any longer. Um, just the way that her death happened, the makeup on her body Oh scene, yeah. when they're, like, it's, it's like, more blue. More blue. Like, yeah, they, lay it on heavy. I, I think everybody on production was, like, cool. We get to kill a character off. And so yeah. they just And Jen's just, like, standing there, like, ah. <laughs> oh, what I don't understand is like, so Joey invites everybody, and I know like Jen and Joey like don't really get along, but no. Jen is like generally, generally, generally. <laughs> invited to <laughs> to like hang out with them and like do whatever they're doing. Mm-hmm. Like Joey, it seems like Joey being her grumpy self would have been like, Ugh, we need help with this, so I'll just ask Jen to help out. Like, all hands on deck at the ice house. Like, I, I think it's one of those things where it's like, if the group is going to do something, then Joey will just suck it up. Because Joey hates her for like a, a couple of years. And so when it's something that Joey's in control of, she just wants Jen out of the picture because she's very threatened by her. Yeah. It just There's was one- like... Go ahead. It was also, like, their way, obviously, to, like, get Jen and Abby to hang out again and, like, get Abby dead. Yes. So. Yeah. yeah. Get Abby dead. <laughs> Abby gotta get dead. Get her to the dead. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. 
Um, may, maybe that's how I should have framed this episode. What were moments that made you scream, Eileen? <laughs> or I, it's a lot of me like, oh my, or like. <laughs> but what are what are those moments? Some of the moments that make me scream, Eileen, are like when I don't know where she is and I go, Eileen, 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 Eileen. Eileen. Really? No, what really freaked me out was Eileen. No. So much like <laughs> stop talking. Mitch, Eileen, like, comes home. Where, where are you? <laughs> Mitch comes home and he and Gail have a sexy time on the table and Dawson walks in as he's you know apt to do but he kind of lingers a little too long <laughs> okay this we were bringing Watching this up it, and he has this like gross grin on his face <laughs> I, I brought this up at our watch party that you were not invited to Eileen <laughs> So anyway, um, uh, so I brought this up because Dawson, it's... It, Can I come to the next one? There, there isn't going to be a next one. We finished them all uh, last watch party. Oh. We watched 120 episodes. Um, so it is an interesting contrast that Gail and Mitch are so hypersexual and Dawson is so, um, uh, I, I would say, yeah, so not sexual, as the best one would say. Um, I think I'm starting to wonder, like, I wonder if, uh, Mitch and Gail's hypersexual relationship kind of, like, numbed him to sexuality and made him want to run away from it. Uh, you know, um, because his virginal attitude or whatever you would call that is a subject that comes up way, like, pretty often in the show. Um, Mm -hmm. What do you all think about that thing that I just said there? I think, I think any, if, 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 if I were Dawson, any sort of like feeling of romance or passion would have died the moment I kissed that rubber doll. Yeah. <laughs> because there could, never be, like, there could never be a better one for you. This is doing nothing <laughs> exactly. for me. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. That's the end I will, right there. I will never find satisfaction. Like, if this is what it's like, I, I don't want it. I don't I guess it. I'm saying that Gail and Mitch... Uh, harmed what do they call that they gave they gave dawson arrested development yes yeah he is um sexually stunted. yeah i think they uh, dawson makes a lot of uh, remember the episode we were watching last night michael where he talks to his mitch and he's like i'm finally acting like a kid i think they exposed him to so much when he was young he was uh, literally all, all of their bodies <laughs> mainly mainly yes. their the boobs and he was like <laughs> And I think I think he developed this idea that he needs to like almost take care of them, and so he associated that sex with like, oh, that's what you know out of control teens are doing. Can can we? I don't know if it's gonna fit in here or not, but can from that last night's viewing session, can we talk about the moment where Dawson is talking about watching Jurassic Park for the first time? <laughs> it was a very it was a sexual awakening. Uh, no. <laughs> He's basically talking about how, like, his parents took him to see Jurassic Park, and, like, a row or two in front of them, there were these two teenagers making out during the entire film. During Jurassic Park? During Jurassic Park. And Dawson is like... Eileen, Dawson Dawson was as shocked as you are. (laughs) Yes, he's like... Yeah, he, he is. He's like, how could anybody possibly not be staring at the screen right now when this masterpiece is on is on the screen i mean okay it is true like i am with dawson on that (laughs) what it's a great it's a great movie it is he just Mm -hmm. he he used very specific what did he say this magnificent miracle 
on screen. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Also, can we just talk about the way these teenagers talk to each other? Their their vocabulary. <laughs> yeah, it, it seems like it started that trope I of hyperverbal teens. When I saw this, I was like, whoa, why did Juno make such a splash with people saying, people, kids don't talk like this. It seems like it's just doing the Dawson thing. Mm-hmm. Um, of yeah. Just like uh, very flowery uh, vocabulary. I don't know where else that would have started. I mean, especially like teenage boys. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, poor, poor Joshua Jackson. He is not built for that kind of dialogue either because if, if I didn't have subtitles on, I wouldn't understand half of what he says. <laughs> He's like, I have to say what now? Uh, and, 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 and in what amount of time? It's It all kind of yeah. sounds like... <laughs> I know another scene that made me go, um, was... <laughs> When Joey and Jack break up and Joey's talking to Dawson and she's like, am I not sexual? And he's like, you are very sexy. And (laughs) like, I wanted to like, I had secondhand embarrassment. Like I wanted to curl up in a ball. (laughs) Eileen, doesn't, doesn't your husband look at you and say, you are very sexy. Chris was like, no, Chris was watching. He's like, they're 15. <laughs> like, why are they talking to each other? Like, I don't want to listen to a 15-year-old call another 15-year-old sexy. Like, yeah. It's valid. Like. <laughs> it, is, it is valid. I don't, I don't know. I guess maybe because, I, I like, Michael and Matthew, I, I don't know. I don't think we were, like, the the hippest of kids. Maybe that was it. Maybe that's why we were describing each other as sexy. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't stop wearing parachute pants until like 2005. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Matthew would wear those under his uniform pants. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but every time, so, so every time I, every time I would take a step, it would just make a loud noise. <laughs> It was very distracting. Very sexy. Very sexy. Very distracting. But the dialogue, because it, it like blows my mind. Because okay, you know Kevin Williams or Williams or whatever his last name is. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that. that guy. <laughs> the guy he okay, so he like wrote Scream, which is probably like my favorite movie ever, and oh, cool. it's like it's just so well done. And then you watch Dawson's Creek and you're like, what? <laughs> like, what do you, what do you like about Scream? Um, okay, I like that it scares me every time. Mm-hmm. I like that, you know, it brings in like every other scary movie and kind of like flips a, like, a scary movie on its head. The, and the what, like one, concept. One aspect of Dawson's Creek is, it's in the dialogue again, is how movie literate every character is. Um, Mm -hmm. even characters that don't care about movies, they're just dropping these references and, uh, that's, that's another Kevin Williamson thing, but it it makes sense in Scream, but not in, uh, not in Dawson's Creek. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of... Guys, I gotta, I I, I gotta say, I like how we were talking about moments in Dawson's Creek that made you scream, and now we're actually talking about Scream. (laughs) (laughs) I just love Scream. Uh... They're making they're they are making another one, which I don't think I agree with that. But no. uh <laughs> You know, um Eileen, uh Kevin Williamson worked with Katie Holmes uh I think 
right before making Dawson's Creek on his directorial Teaching debut. Teaching Mrs. Tingle. Which is a great title. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what? No, he did that. He did, uh, I know what you did last summer. He did that? Uh, yeah, he wrote that. Yeah, he did, he did, that, he did that last summer. <laughs> <laughs> I know. No, he, he was like, he really had a hand in all of the 90s teen movies and TV shows and, and all that. Eileen, you pose an in- interesting question since you mentioned that they're going to make remake Scream or do another one. They're doing number five. They're doing number five. So my question to the panel is this. Would you guys like to see a reboot or a reinvention of Dawson's Creek in modern day? No. No. No, no there's something... I don't want to see... Just the way, like, society is today. No, no. <laughs> So, so, you, so, you, so you guys aren't interested at all about like what these characters would be like in 2021. Oh, you mean revisiting, like a like a well, reunion? Like, like no, you, you, you could you could do you could do like a soft reboot where it's about like their kids. No. or something. Oh, like, like boy, no. like girl meets world. No. no. You know what you guys should watch if you haven't is um, a show called Don't Trust the Bee in Apartment 23, where James Vanderbeek plays himself. Weird. Oh. And it's, like, pretty funny because he does, like, make fun of his time on Dawson's Creek a little bit. It seems like that's been his career since Dawson's Creek. Yeah. Yeah. Now he's, like, a homesteader in Texas. I don't even know what that means. Like, really, like, living off the land and, like, he's farming and he has, it's, like, him and his wife and their five kids and, yeah. Good. Good for you. Good for you, James, from the creek. We are proud of you. Um, but you guys should watch that show because it's also, if you've watched Breaking Bad, ah! um, the girl that plays Jane is on that show, which I, I love her. I love her so much. Um, I love everything, like everything she's in. I'm like, oh, this is exciting. Um, Circling back to, in, what, oh, sorry, what? Oh, but she's in it. She's best friends with James Vanderbeek on the show. So if you guys want to oh. watch that. We, we actually, it again. sounds like we should like watch that so we can talk about it on another podcast episode um one i don't know like but do you mean you want to see a reunion of dawson's creek or do you wonder like what is dawson's creek of today because i feel like today things are so different i feel like teens are relating most to that show euphoria i guess Mm -hmm. which is like i don't know if you guys seen it i know what it is are you a 50 year old i know what it is (laughs) i never watched it because it's so it's like so over the top Mm -hmm. like my high school like maybe times have changed but my high school experience was not me like getting you know blacked out and going to rehab for drugs like it seems like every kid on that show has some insane problem and I get that's like the porn of the show, but like it's so unrealistic. To, I guess like, what, what I'm saying is though. that, like, I guess what I'm saying is that that's. I do think Dawson's Creek was an attempt to be realistic. Yeah. But yeah, fails in in certain parts, and Euphoria is the same. Whereas shows that are like quote unquote inspired by Dawson's Creek, like you know they're much more dramatic but like riverdale and 13 reasons why it just seem like so removed from any sort of reality and are just like pure pulp like 13 reasons why is like gone girl in high school it's you know 
I don't know. I guess I just I would rather be in the Dawson's Creek universe than in whatever modern teenage thing people are going through now. Okay, then, then, then let me let me pose this question. Then, even if none of us would like to see that, do you think it would be successful? Do you think that like the people who grew up with Dawson's Creek would like rope their kids into watching this or tell them like, hey, like it was based off of this really big pop culture phenomenon show, and you know. I wouldn't dissuade my my kids from watching it if they were old enough, but I wouldn't like say you gotta see this. Yeah, you know, this is what it was you, like. You wouldn't you you wouldn't you wouldn't put a rubber mask in front of their head and say, hey, you need to watch this show. And <laughs> I'm sorry, Dad, I'll watch it. I'm <laughs> no, I would just go straight to the rubber mask. Ma- Matthew, I don't think it'd be successful because Dawson's Creek is extremely slow moving and slower paced than other. Because <laughs> okay. uh-huh. I, I think we should I think that we've hit a good Stopping point on this episode Well, um, Eileen, wait, no, come back Eileen, she, she's going to the baby shower Eileen, yeah. Eileen, Eileen, Eileen Eileen, thanks for being on the uh, show, Eileen Eileen, thanks for th- I, I, Eileen <laughs> Oh, well, oh, she's gone oh, co- oh, come on, Eileen, Eileen. She always leaves like uh, that Well, she's gone, I, but Good episode of Creek Times, though. I hope that she comes back, you know? What a great guest. Can I come back again? Because this was a lot of fun. Eileen, you sound like you're really close to us, even though you're incredibly far away. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're already moving through the bustling streets of New York. It's crazy she could still hear us. I hope you guys can find me down on the docks. Down on the docks! (laughs) (laughs) Down on the docks! Down on the docks! (laughs) I don't know why we're saying this, but down on the docks. <laughs> it is where I go. Down on the docks, everybody. <laughs> Write this down so you can find me when I'm sad. Okay. Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah, like, <laughs> they have like a list of like, <laughs> this is Dawson's sad place. This is Joey's sad place. <laughs> why, don't you, why don't you make a map of that? <laughs> Just, just a big crying emoji set in like different areas of the city. <laughs> Joey hotspots, the ice house, the school, the dogs. <laughs> the window. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, well. Well, let's 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 end the podcast on kind of a uh, hmm. Shall we end in prayer? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, J- Jen is here. She's going to give us a prayer. <laughs> can, can we recite the Dawson's Creed? The Dawson's Creed? <laughs> Matthew, why don't, why don't we close out with the Dawson's Creed? I know you had that queued up. I believe in Cod from the city of Capeside. Hallowed be Dawson's Maine. His dad is buff. His mom's a slut. Marriage open and scenes aren't just pain. Smile down on us from the heavens. Into harbor bring home safe our ship. May we gaze on you in adornment, as does Joey with her weird bottom lip. Give us wit like your servant dear Pacey. Give us vigor just like the McPhees. Let us not fall into darkness, nor water like that girl Abby. Give us faith like dear sweet grandma, and garb like her granddaughter Jen. Above all, give us talent like Spielberg, both now and forever. Amen.
Thank you for listening to Creek Times, the only Dawson's Creek podcast. Have a great day. Shh.